0: Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Hi, and welcome to episode 185 of Martha Runs the World. This week is a little different. We're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, Subjects that might be hard to talk about, or that running podcasts never really talk about. So, first, a disclaimer and warning. In three and a half years, this will be the first episode that I've ever given a warning about ahead of time. It will, of course, be free of questionable language. I don't swear on this show, but the subject matter might not be one if you. That you want to hear about if you're a little squeamish, a little queasy, if talking about certain bodily functions is not something you want to hear about. So it might not be your cup of tea. I just want to let you know this is something that every runner does, that every person does, and that we runners don't mind talking about in in running groups uh, with our friends. I mean, seriously, I see it everywhere talked about but on podcasts so why not here and I thought it might be good for a show to have to have some fun with right and I apologize my allergies just hit me as I started to record of course they did (laughs) all right um I understand that I don't blame you one bit if you want to skip it if you get queasy and listen next week but if you don't mind we're gonna have fun If you don't mind getting your hands a little dirty like you would on the trail, if you don't mind talking about the subjects that other podcasts skip over and not worry about it, let's have some fun. Okay, I'm going to start with road running. There's not as much in road running as in trail running, but we're going to, and then I'm going to do road running, trail running, and then subjects that both types of running both do combined, I should say. There's less to worry about in road running, but there's still a few things that we can cover. The one thing about road running that I think about when I go for a run is that most runners I see around me must not be running for very long. They don't carry anything but a phone. If they have pockets, and I can't tell, and many of them don't, especially the female runners they just have these very thin shorts or leggings and they don't have pockets and all they do is carry a phone so where do they put their id or their keys or do they even carry id do they have roommates Do they rely on people to open the doors for them they must not live alone i'm guessing that they only go for like a mile or two because if you go for longer why wouldn't you carry anything with you that just astounds me I mean I carry so much stuff with me because I go out for a long ways. I don't run near around my house. Maybe that's what it is. I would never run without an ID. I never I would never leave my apartment without my ID. And if you run without your ID, stop doing that. Take your ID with you. It's really important. And one thing all runners should know, if they're going farther than a, than a mile or two is where every Public r- restroom is and drinking fountains are located on their runs. Know where they are. <laughs> know when they're open. Know where the good ones are, where the clean ones are, where the disgusting ones are. When I go up to the headlands to run, I know that the bathrooms that the north side of the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, there's two sets of bathrooms, and if I get there before 8 a.m., I have to use the really disgusting ones that haven't been looked at all night, and they're really gross, and I have to bring my own to- toilet paper. If I go after 8 a.m., there's a second set, and they're clean. It's really, really weird. It just, I know, before 8 a.m., disgusting. After 8 a.m., not bad. <laughs> but I know every public restroom on my running routes. I know where they are how far apart they are from each other, when they're open, when they're closed. So I, and which ones will have, toilet paper, everything. I know all of that. And I know where all the drinking fountains are. However, it's, it's changed a little bit in the last couple of years. So I'm still getting used to where they are since where they have been the last time I've been running long distances. So that has changed a bit. So I have to get used to that. Just get to know where they are and your routes In road running, this helps an awful lot, and I'm going to be doing a 50K on roads in San Francisco in December, so I have to know exactly where they are on that route. I already have a couple episodes on running safety on the road, so I'm not going to go over that again. But just as a reminder, in busy areas... It's not the time to zone out and listen to loud music with your headphones, especially if people are riding bikes and scooters around you. It's like a war zone out there these days. Try not to turn the music up too loud and just keep aware of everything around you. I know sometimes road running can get really boring, but just be aware of everything around you as you run and you'll be better off especially if there's a lot of tourists riding bicycles, or if there's scooters zipping in and out, not paying attention. And just remember, if a scooter rider is not wearing a helmet, then they don't really care about safety, do they? No, they don't. We're getting through the age of COVID. We're almost out of it, yes, but we still need to be aware of of each other's germs. With that said, I ask, is it Okay, to spit and do snot rockets while road running, I say no. I mean, it's gross. It's gross to think about, but this is that kind of episode. Okay, there's nothing wrong with taking a tissue or handkerchief with you on your run to wipe your nose. Come on, it's not rockets are disgusting. All right, just because some pitcher does it on the mound doesn't mean you have to do it. Right really come on it it's just it's a disgusting habit and it's possibly might hurt someone and and if you're going to do something like that if you insist on doing it if you insist on spitting do it far far away from somebody and in a bush somewhere please don't do it in a crowd don't do it around anyone don't i don't want to see it ever ever <laughs> All right. I don't want to share your germs with you. I don't want to be around you. And nobody else does either, especially in a race or in a crowd. There are things that affect both road and trail running, so I'll save those at the end. Uh, And now I'll do, I'll talk about topics that are exclusive to trail running, usually anyway, only. Okay. All right. Trail running has a whole slew of different circumstances and problems. Some are shared, and like I said, I'll talk about that afterwards, at the end. But these topics only happen in trail running, usually. When you're on the trail and you need to go, okay, well, we'll put number one and number two. Okay, you get it, all right, you understand what that's about. If there are restrooms around close to the trail and it's no big deal, then that's fine. Okay, and what if it's not, let's say, number one? If you have stomach problems and you need to go number two right away or you weren't able to get rid of your bowel movement before you left the house, this happens a lot. If you haven't been able to do that and you're at the trail and there's nowhere to go, what do you do? What makes it worse? I mean, when you're in an area without a lot of brush. Or or tree cover. What what do you do? That was me in a fifty k race I did a few years ago. The trees were big trees and really far apart. And this was when I started to realize I couldn't digest tailwind. It every time I, I yep run for the bathroom, run for the trees. <laughs> and I finally found a large tree off the trail. And about as I made it made it super quick. And if that tree hadn't been there, I don't know, it would have been pretty embarrassing. (laughs) Let me just put it that way. I just had, had to do it. Didn't have a choice. And this is where I wonder about those who run commando. If you run commando, either you have an iron stomach are new to running or just haven't had those oops moments yet. I would never ever do that because I have had those oops moments and, and the reason why I would never run commandos, that underwear, it serves as a shield. <laughs> it, it helps to because you never know if your stomach is going to go south and you need that underwear. Because <laughs> what are you going to do? Throw out your running shorts? Throw out your leggings? No, you got to wear those. But you can throw out your underwear. <laughs> and I have. I have done that. Yes, I have. And it just serves as a reminder that sometimes your stomach isn't going to cooperate with you. So you may either be throwing up or coming out the other end. And this is just a sad fact of life that sometimes your stomach doesn't agree with you. And we'll talk about this more at the end. Uh, Unfortunately, in trail races, there aren't always restrooms around. So you may have to use the bushes. You may have to use the the trees. You may have to be subjected to going to a place where you don't want to go if you do run off into the bushes make sure it's not poison oak or poison ivy or sumac and always 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 look for snakes that's a big thing can't forget about those snakes they like to disguise themselves don't they yes they do During trail races, aid stations are awesome. And yes, they're part of the reason why we love trail races so much. And we love the volunteers that thank them, of course. Always thank the volunteers because they rock. But do everyone a favor. Help out your fellow runners and help out the volunteers. By when you get up to the aid station, clean your hands with some of that wonderful hand sanitizer. First, when you get to the aid station, especially if you use... The porta-potties, I mean, please use hand sanitizer. They always have some at the table. Use the hand sanitizer first before dipping your hands into the food. I know this is this should be like route, and we should know this, but do it because I have seen people not do it. So please do that first. <laughs> what Wipe your hand with a hand sanitizer and then get some food. This is kind of important. Yeah, this is really, really important. The race should have plenty and if they don't well you, come on race directors get more hand sanitizer it's not expensive and it can help out people a lot All right now those are the things that each each race has on their own but let's talk about the things that are shared Let's talk porta potties Yeah I know they're gross they're disgusting they're gross Sometimes the only place that we have to use. And we don't have any choice sometimes. We have to use them. If you get to a race early and you're one of the first to use one, it's nice. It's actually really nice, especially if it's cold. I have sat in a porta potty being the first one in there when it's cold out and actually been warm and not wanted to leave. <laughs> I like sit there and go... I don't want to leave it's windy and cold out and raining out and it's nice in here <laughs> yes one of the few times where i actually liked being in one but yeah then i said i didn't like that smell of the um of the what is that 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 horrible stuff they put inside there that that chemical s- smell so i didn't stay in there that long <laughs> i ra- think it would rather be a cold and wet outside then i left <laughs> And then on the other hand, it can be really, really disgusting. If you open up and see what that somebody missed the toilet seat or something, it can be really gross, really, really gross. And yeah, it can be actually not as gross to use the bushes outside, provided they're not poison oak bushes. <laughs> it can be, it can be really, really gross. And if it's dark out, you may want to use your headlamp to use a porta potty because I have been in a porta potty and gotten out, and someone next to me who had used theirs said, "Oh, there was a black widow spider in that porta potty." So that's pretty scary. So if you're using a porta potty and it's dark, use your headlamp because you don't want to be bit by a spider. Oh gosh, that's scary. <laughs> Did I scared you? Sorry. Yeah, it can happen those things, they like those dark, damp places. Yes, they do. (laughs) All right. Now, if you have a big race coming up, remember what sits in your stomach well before your race. And I know if you're traveling, you may not have a choice of what you can eat. But remember, there are always grocery stores. So sometimes it's better to go to a grocery store and get something that you know will be settled in your stomach than going out to eat at a restaurant or or settling on fast food, which I never sits well in my stomach. So that's me. I don't have an iron stomach. I, I'm very nitpicky about my stomach and it, and it gets upset very easily Is when I'm running. Not so much when I'm not running, but when I'm running, I can't have dairy before a race. So I can't have like pizza before a race. <laughs> I can't do it. I have to go with something cheese free. <laughs> I can have meat. But I can't have pizza, for example. So what I, what I usually do is before a race, I'll have chicken or fish. And then I'll have like a vegetable like broccoli and then potatoes or pasta or something like that. But a, a rice. Rice was really good for me before a race. And I know how my stomach is. I know how I have to have to baby it before a race. Afterwards, I can eat whatever I want. But before a race, yeah, I have to be kind of careful. I know the times that are where I've had like cheese and it didn't sit well. I I have run a half marathon where I went from porta potty to porta potty to porta potty because I had pizza the night before. And that didn't work out well for me. So just be careful and know what, what you have. I know if you're traveling and you're going to a race, you don't have a lot of choice of what you can eat. But remember, you can go to a supermarket and get something light, get something that is going to sit well in your stomach. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? Let's talk feet. Okay, this is where a lot of gross things happen. (laughs) Our feet. Our feet get abused. On the road or trail, they are abused. We take our feet for granted. We don't take care of our feet as much as we should. This is true. I am so guilty of this. A lot of people go in, they get their feet massaged, they get pedicures. My feet are ticklish. They are so ticklish, I don't like people touching my feet. I went for a pedicure. I've been to get my feet a pedicure twice in my whole life. And both times they said, oh, no, it's not going to tickle. It did tickle both times. I almost kicked them in the face. I don't want to kick people in the face. I really don't want to. So I don't get pedicures. I said, no, 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 no. You're going to get kicked in the face. I really am going to hurt somebody someday because they don't know how to touch my feet without tickling them. So it's torture to me to have my feet (laughs) touch. You want to torture me? Pain, shmain. I can deal with that. Don't touch my feet. <laughs> all right. One way to gross out a running group in Facebook, Facebook running group, is to show pictures of your disgusting feet. Don't do it. You want people like you? Don't show us your feet. All right. We know what feet look like. We know what gross feet look like. We, we have them. We don't want to see them. If your feet are all pretty and pedicured and everything, then you don't run much. It's true. It's true. If you're losing a toenail or your toenails are, are gashed up or something, don't show us. We know what it looks like. Just don't be gross. Come on. Come on. Let, let it go. Let it go. It's just ew. Ew. You know, come on. No, 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 no. No one wants to see that. No one. No one. Got blisters? Okay. Yeah, we all get blisters. Just no, no, no blisters. Ask if how to help with the blister, but you don't have to show us a picture of it. It's okay. Skip it. Skip it. Here, here's a secret. Here's a real secret that maybe you don't know. You're not the first person in the world to get a blister. I, I know I'm, I'm breaking it to you. I, this might be hard to imagine, but other people have gotten blisters before you. Yes, it's true. It's true. There's this whole line of products just for blisters because other people have gotten them. I don't know why people insist on showing pictures of all their gross feet because it's not like we haven't seen them before and it's not like we haven't been grossed out by them before, but stop it already. Just stop! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Injuries happen. I mean, everybody gets injured eventually. You're going to get some kind of injury. But if it's particularly graphic, go back to the feet. We don't want to see it. We really don't. A picture of you in the hospital. Okay, one picture. We get it. One picture of you in a cast. Pictures of you in a cast. That's fine. But the really gross stuff. Oh, no, 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 please, no. Or if you're going to do that, talk about it in your post and put pictures in the comments. Don't, if you're grossed out or queasy, then pass, skip, so we can skip past it. These are little things, little things, people, little things that help us make the decision of whether we want to see them or not. Now, men and women have a few different problems when they're running. I have seen pictures of male runners with bloody nipples, but personally, I've never seen that in real life. I I don't know if it's overhyped or what. I'm beginning to think this is more of a myth than a reality and that doesn't really happen that often and that most men know how to take care of that stuff. Because I've never, in all my years of running, I have never seen it happen in person. I've seen pictures of it. I've seen memes of it. For God's sake, there's a billion memes. But I've never seen it in person. So either that or, you know, it doesn't happen that often. Men are really good about taking care of of it themselves. And they just have have so many memes out, pictures out, that they've shamed other men into taking care of it right away. So I don't think it's something that we have to worry about. And I think men have taken care of very good care of it themselves. I mean, we all have nipples and women obviously take care of it because we have to. And men, I think, take a good good care of it themselves. So I don't think we have to worry about it. All right. And and anything else I don't think there's a problem with because men just take care of it and don't have to worry about that. Now, women have a few more concerns than men. If it's that time of the month for you, make sure and take a little bit more protection in your running vest. And this is a reason to carry more with you than just your phone. Your phone is not going to help you if you're all of a sudden have a problem. Your phone is not going to help you. (laughs) You I think people just don't think about that kind of stuff or they're so regular they can set their clock to it. I don't know about that. I never had that kind of thing going for me. There's nothing wrong with taking a little a little vest. They have or even a little waist pack with you if you want to carry just a few extra things. It doesn't hurt. It really doesn't hurt. You don't look cool if you don't carry something that you need with you. You look like kind of an idiot. I think you you're cool if you carry stuff with you that you need. That makes you a real runner, not a jogger. Joggers don't carry anything with them but a, but a phone. Real runners carry stuff with them. That's the difference. That's the difference to me. All right, to me, a real runner carries stuff with them and a jogger just takes the phone. All right. Um, Now, of course, if you're pregnant, you have a whole host of other issues and that I'd like to talk about in a separate episode that we'll have sometime in the future. So we'll talk about that there. The last thing I want to talk about here isn't squeamish, so don't worry. But I'll end on a high note. Get to know your running mates. Find out the people you run with, who who you want to run with. It's almost like like matching up with the with a mate or with a with a partner or someone you want to go out with. Find out a little bit more about them. If you want to, what how, what pace they run at, what they like, if they like to talk, all that stuff, and get to know each other and see if you want to go want to run with them. And if you can't find someone to run with, then Go out and and find, see if you can find people, and then find out what paces they run at. And you can always start your own running group if you want. It's it's up to you. It's all this big world, and there's lots of runners out there. If you want to start your own group, you know, figure it out. All right, now now I'm going to talk about a couple runs that I did this past weekend. I am. Increasing my long runs. I did quite well on Saturday. The rest of the country is burning up, and we're in San Francisco are freezing to death. <laughs> it's been foggy and cold, foggy and cold and windy and just absolutely freezing. So I froze my butt off in two runs. Saturday I went out for over eight miles, almost nine miles, and I had a really, really nice run. And I've lost a bunch of weight. I Gosh, I ate too much, too. I was so proud of all this weight I lost, and then I ate a bunch of food, and I know I gained a a couple pounds back, but I'll lose those because that's just water weight gain. Nothing to worry about. But I had some really nice runs, felt really, really good. I went out to the – I ran all the way around the Bay to the Presidio and just had a great run Saturday. It felt really, really good. I'm going to have to take Bart out to – to Dublin out to the Livermore area to get some some heat running in though in August I mean no I'm going to have to do that at least a couple times because it's I don't think it's going to get hot enough here for my uh, training for my 12-hour race in September so I'm going to have to do that and then yesterday I did some nice hill work and hit some hills and did some sprints up hills and boy that hurt oh my god that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but it got me stronger and really, really helped me out. And so, yeah, that was fun. That's some really, really good training this, this weekend. And today I hit the weight room, no running, just upper body strength. And get some rest. My legs get some rest today. So I am going to do that. All right, so that is it this weekend. I hope we had fun. I just want to make it light and have a good time. And let me know if I missed anything this week as far as the subjects that we don't talk about on running podcasts. And if, if I did, you can email me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. And the website is MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. And I don't think I'll have any links except, except the Patreon and the Buy Me a Cup of Coffee links will be there. And thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it every, every week. I really do. Until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.